Thanks for joining us this week on the show. I'm so excited to have you here to listen in on my conversation with Kayona, the founder of Kai Veda Self-Care Elevated. She is an Ayurvedic and yoga therapy, health and counselor, and a cannabis educator. And she helps people, primarily women over the age of 45, look at how they can integrate cannabis as an herb to support their holistic well-being. There's so much great information in here from the roots of complementary medicine and modalities to finding out what works best for you. I know you're going to love this conversation. Thanks for joining us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me today for what I know is going to be an extraordinary conversation with my friend Kayona. And let me introduce you. Kayona is a board certified Ayurvedic health counselor and yoga therapist, cannabis educator, auriculotherapy practitioner, Reiki practitioner, vibrational sound therapist, and pelvic steam facilitator. And in so many of those places, I have had curiosity and study and training. And so God knows where this conversation is going to take us, but it's going to end up in all the right places today. With a holistic practice that spans over two decades, specializing in conscious self-care and longevity practices, Kayona empowers women to take an active role in their health by elevating awareness of their unique constitution and restoring balance through dietary guidance and lifestyle routines designed to meet and often exceed personal wellness goals. Kayona is the founder of Kaiveda Self-Care Elevated located in San Diego and is a professional member of the International Association of Yoga Therapists, National Ayurvedic Medical Association, California Association of Ayurvedic Medicine, and the California Massage Therapy Council. And I think, Kayona, that you really bring the, the true picture and definition of holistic care to, um, to the space where you are serving your clients and bringing your message in the world. So thank you. I'm so, so glad you made time to join me today. Thank you, Susie. I, I, I love that introduction and thank you. Um, that is, that is definitely my goal is to, you know, bring these holistic practices to my, you know, my tribe <laughs> and, and do it in a way that makes it practical. And, you know, my, I'm always trying to instill in them that taking the onus or, you know, just really being responsible for health is where healthcare is. Because if we're not going to do our due diligence, then who else is going to do it for us? So that's where each of those modalities have kind of found their home you know, within the Kaiveda umbrella. And a lot of them have been really about, like you said, like my, my curiosity in, in this modality. And yeah, I was like, what, what can this do for me? Or, you know, I was led there by some divine way. And, and then 
got the information and knew that I couldn't hold it to myself, <laughs> knew that I had to share it. And there's a principle in yoga and, and we, we talk about the yamas and the niyamas and how we interact with the outside world, but also how we should present ourselves and, and care for ourselves. One of those principles is, talks about non-stealing. So I've always applied that to this gathering of information and, and modalities. And yeah, the original, you know, the impetus was for me to heal myself, but if I kept the information that would be like stealing. And so that has driven me to really stand my ground and share it and, and broadcast to, to women who I can reach. So thank you for having me here because I feel like this is really an important platform to get the word out, self-care elevated. Mm, I think that's so powerful that, and I think that spark has moved a lot of people into the space and out of their comfort zone. How can I share information? This that has worked for me, this that has lifted me out of the situation where I was in, out of balance, out of health, out of happiness. And how can I share this? Because we do deserve to be healthy now. And so many people who haven't been able to do that kind of self-examination or make these explorations, you know, are stuck in the space of, it's not broken enough. It's I'm not that uncomfortable. I don't have time. I have to do this first. And and for those of us who have gotten clear on how important it is to stand up for ourselves and take care of ourselves, it's so painful to see other people like living, not fully suffering. living, living a half a life. Yeah, suffering and thinking it's okay. It's True. not that bad. True. True. <laughs> you know, one of the... Uh, the ways that I like to express Ayurveda to someone is act now to prevent future suffering. You know, from my teachings that really resonated with me and, you know, those longevity practices or these preventative ways of living, that's the track that plays in my mind a lot. Act now to prevent future suffering. We have the power to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that is exactly um, what drove me to leave the work that I was doing in the senior service industry. I was caring for clients in their 80s and 90s mm -hmm. and seeing that that's exactly where we were all headed. We were yeah. all going to be losing our independence, perhaps losing our memory, certainly losing our health because of these little seeds of chronic inflammation and disease that are rooted, you know, taking root right now where we are. Correct. And being a Gen Xer, I'm not going to, I'm going to shake my tiny fists and say, nope, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to chart exactly. my own path. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I had the privilege of having some elderly clients as well uh, in my body work um, realm. And that, that was also, you know, kind of my, the way I was looking at it. And, and one of my elderly clients, she was a doctor an MD and a doctor of psychiatry. And she was really adamant about the fact that these were the, the, those chronic diseases that you were talking about, like they're not the natural progression of the aging process. And how can we intervene along the way? You know, the, the memory doesn't have to, to, to suffer or, you know, we don't have to meet these elements along the way if we 
take responsibility. So I loved the conversations I, I would have with her because I was like, exactly. And, and she understood what I did in the holistic world, although hers was very Western and mine was a very Eastern perspective. We were able to have some really beautiful conversations and, and, and really honored that, that kind of the blending of the two. Yeah. And I do think too, and I try very hard to move away from calling it alternative Correct. therapies and modalities, <laughs> because first of all, they were here first. And second of all, yes. you know, it's not that we have, it has to be an either or either, or right. we can really complement Western medicine when those interventions are necessary. Yes. These complementary modalities can keep us out of the doctor's office, can keep us from suffering from stress, can keep us from the joint pain that might lead to joint replacement. Right. So Agreed. I agree. I agree. Let's There's put a out the fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. So um, before we just indulge ourselves for the next hour, because we could for hours, <laughs> multiple, um, please share if, if anyone has maybe only still just familiar with Ayurveda, isn't really aware of the breadth of that practice and how we can really fine tune it once we're aware of our constitution. How does that all come into play when you're working with your clients? Sure. Yes. I, I always start off by stating that, you know, like you said, to your point is Ayurveda was here before <laughs> Western medicine. It's over 5,000 years old. It's been practiced since then and consistently. <laughs> and it's based in India. Um, what you'll hear is that Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga. And a lot of people think that, you know, yoga is for the body, but when there are, you know, a broader perspective will show that actually Ayurveda is for the body and yoga is for the mind. So together they work perfectly. And, you know, when I do work with someone, you know, I just have to tell them, you know, it's a, it's a medical system based in the cycles of nature. And we look at the, the five elements and we understand that we are made up of the same five elements that make up the universe. So we learn to look to see what is happening in our environment to help explain on a microcosm what's happening within ourselves. And there are definitely seasonal practices that take place. Um, working with diet, nutrition, lifestyle practices, yoga definitely has a place there. And what I do on a one-to-one -one basis when I'm working with someone is help to discover what their constitution is through a process, which is an evaluation. It's a you know physical evaluation. These days we're doing it on Zoom. And there's also like an interview process that goes on. You know, there's a lot of questions that are asked and we want to know, you know over the course of your life, you know, what has been most true for you in these areas. And that helps to determine what the constitution is, but that's not all we're looking at because we wanna know what the current state is. And once we are seeing what that current state is, we're able to then you know, plan a course of action to show what the imbalances are, introduce the opposite qualities to help promote balance. And typically that takes some time. You know, it's not just a one-time meeting. <laughs> the uh, evaluation process is really a two-part scenario. It's uh, questions and then there's answers. So we meet again for a report of findings so that I'm able to educate a client on 
what I see. This is my interpretation of your results. And then there's a co-creation that takes place. It's a plan that's set in motion. We might meet monthly. I have clients that I've been meeting with over, you know, over a number of years, and some of them are monthly clients. Some of them are maybe every other month, and some are seasonal, depending on how long we've worked together. Um, I take clients through um, seasonal cleanses. I actually just wrapped up my spring cleanse yesterday, so I'm feeling really elevated and, and productive. And you know, we really look at the digestive tract in Ayurveda. We consider the, dig the, the digestive tract the master system to the body. And so we're always looking at how do we um, maintain or encourage optimal digestion. We believe that if we can have the digestive tract running smoothly, then we can prevent disease. So it's, it's really a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It's something that once you know about Ayurveda, I, I feel like it, it, you can't ignore it. <laughs> There's this term that we use called uh, crimes against wisdom. <laughs> and that really hits home with a lot of my clients and even for myself, because yeah, once you know these principles and you know how to live, then you can make any choice you want. But if you choose to go against the principles, you know, you, you can kind of expect <laughs> what, what's going to happen and that that's on you. But I really feel like that's, that's my purpose. I am here to help share the practices and the principles of Ayurveda and really empower the individuals to take, take control and, 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 and live, live it, you know, walk the walk, talk the talk and everybody can do it. It's actually, it's referred to as householder's medicine in India. So it's nothing too complicated and um, yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's really um, a self-love practice. And, um, you know, when I just came out of this cleanse and it was just really about nurturing and, you know, it's nothing radical. It's something that you could, just some of the principles, I mean, it could be about, you know, eating at the right times of the day, honoring your sleep and wake cycles mm -hmm. to, to really help with the circadian rhythm. I mean, just like basic stuff. And once you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've done that before. And, you know, let, let's thread it together and really promote this, this elevation. Yeah. And I love that um, <clears throat> reminder about the comprehensive quality because it's true. We'll cue in on something and we'll say, okay, right now I'm going to improve my sleep. Right. Next month, it's going to be, I'm going to get back to exercise. The month after that, it's going to be, oh, I'm going to eat seasonal right now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And it doesn't have to be an either or. It you know, doesn't. Every choice or everything at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like give yourself some grace about how you step in. And really, it's about meeting someone where they are and setting realistic goals. <laughs> And, and, you know, that accountability piece is also what I provide. And, you know, I, I need that too. This cleanse that I just did, I was doing a group cleanse with another teacher, another, you know, Ayurvedic professional. And I'm telling you that really helped just having the support and the guidance. It's what I do. And I share this with my clients. I'm like, I even have my source that I will use to get me through it when I know I need to really focus 
and and put a lot of effort into it but yeah it's 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 really fulfilling to be able to see someone recognize their shift mm-hmm. and and that's that's what these like the, the follow-up appointments are really about reflecting on you know what were your successes and challenges and you know let's see if we need to kind of tweak it and adjust and accommodate for something else that's come up um, what's been beautiful is I've seen clients who I've worked with for a long time uh, and I've encouraged them, you know, print out all of the follow-up information that I provide you with because you will learn that you have a binder of self-care information that you can reflect upon, applaud yourself for, and continuously learn and, and see these patterns throughout the year and kind of refer back to it. So that's that's been beautiful too because I've gotten those messages like, Oh my God, thank you. I could not have done this without you. And I see myself so differently now. Yeah, I see the person who I wanted to be emerging. That's just, I get those messages and I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Like we could send hearts back and forth to each other texting. Like, yes, that's that's what it's for. Yeah, and it's so important to have someone who can reflect that, who can be objective when we're in the thick of it, who can say, you know, just this little tweak is all you need. You're not totally off course. You're just right here or reflect back and say, last year we went through this and this is what brought you out of it, right? Because we can't see it when we're in the weeds. My favorite quote this week, and I wish I could remember the source, but we can't read the jar. We can't read the label when we're inside the jar. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We need somebody to say, it's right here. Oh, I knew that. I just couldn't tell from where I am. And to that point, uh, you know, people who may be familiar with Ayurveda have maybe taken one of those questionnaires online and, and us Ayurvedic practitioners and professionals, we like to say that's, that's fine to kind of familiarize yourself with the process, but most likely you're entering the information that you want to be true. you know, the idealized version of yourself, or maybe someone's kind of going back to like past and present in their answers. So the result is probably not going to be a true result. And so that's why working with someone is, is really um, ideal. Yeah. For that feedback. Yeah, that's a terrific point because there's a big difference. Also, of course, the the way that we want to see ourselves, but the way that we feel right now versus our core constitution absolutely you know us in the out of balance state (laughs) could be clouding the picture so it it always does and another important point that i make at the beginning of the journey with clients is that we're going to determine your constitution we're going to go through these evaluation processes you're going to get your report of findings more than likely we can reflect back and that might not be what we really thought because layers are being peeled away and over time, you know, our habits then will mask our, our nature. And we might represent as our out of balance self and think that that's our constitution. And so I say, you know, this is not set in stone, but this is, this is what we're discovering. But as we work together, we're going to chip away at some things and, and it might end up looking very different from where we started. So like, don't, don't be attached to, <laughs> to that starting point, but just notice, you know, how we're, how we're progressing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The beauty of working with a trail guide. Absolutely. <laughs> Love that. 
Love that. And so I want to explore too, um, you know, Ayurveda certainly is um, really grounded, really rooted in using foods, herbs to bring ourselves into balance to support our health. And a popular herb, a newly repopularized herb um, that's gained more and more um, prominence is cannabis. And so this is something that you're bringing forward. You're really an advocate of people understanding how they can use it, you know, why it's worth exploring and, and creating spaces where it feels safe and, and there's a place to explore this. So can you explain a little bit about, about how this herb you feel is, is worth this kind of really um, aware and thoughtful kind of exploration? Thank you, absolutely. Um, you know, cannabis, cannabis has been used in Ayurveda forever. <laughs> you know, it, it was in our medical materia in the pharmacopeia, it was there and then it wasn't and we know why. <laughs> Um, I feel that <laughs> right now um, is really the time, especially with the legalization happening you know, slowly but surely across the nation, that it's unavoidable now to recognize the benefits. It's not a panacea, although if you look at what it does, it can appear that way because it's so beneficial and in so many forms it's beneficial. So the space that I'm holding right now is really about education, empowerment, and creating community. And what I've recently decided to offer is to women over 45 an opportunity to meet online and, and really learn and commune and partake even um, with cannabis in its many forms. And like I said, you know, it might not be to get high. It might just be to help support your mood or to alleviate pain or to help sleep. You know, there's other benefits than what we are, you know, with a stigma <laughs> has kind of pushed forward and it just being an intoxicating substance. Um, what I also do is teach people how to make their medicine. So I teach people how to make their medicine and now I teach people how to grow their medicine. And I really just want to make it, I want to normalize it. I want to normalize the use of cannabis. Um, and I want to, I kind of have this little, this little thing where it's like, I guarantee that I can find a way that it works for you. Like that's kind of my, my hook to the kind of curious community that I speak with. And it's just interesting to me always how different people have, have their you know, perception of it and how they, they may have um, had a, this is what I get a lot is like, oh yeah, I've had boyfriends who have you know, used cannabis and, you know, or, and I've tried it and it just didn't, it just didn't do me good. You know, it was just, I just didn't, I didn't like the, the effects of it. And, and I honor and respect that. And then it's it's conversation then about, well, you know, what, how was it used? When was this? Where was it obtained? <laughs> you know, and then let's talk about conscious cannabis consumption. Let's talk about, you know, a safer way to consume. Let's talk about, again, taking control and, you know, making your own medicine. You don't always, it's not always something that you have to smoke. You know, you can do a tincture, you can do um, a topical even. 
you know, there's so many ways that you can apply it. So that's what I also go over individually with people is helping them discover a method of administration that works for them, really looking at what they want to get out of it. So it's a very intentionalized journey. And, and tracking is one of the things that we talk about a lot too. Um, but, you know, it's, I just feel like it's, it's a master plant. It's an herb. So yeah, you spoke of the connection with Ayurveda. It's we work with herbs and cannabis is just another herb that's been demonized. So I'm really all about that destigmatization. You know, let's just get the use of it. It's it, the, the one, the, the one thing that people never, I should say the thing I think that, that makes their, their mind in the emoji with the, the head blown, mind blowing moment is when they learn that we each have an endocannabinoid system within us that responds to the plant. It wasn't discovered until recently in the eighties, our endocannabinoid system. So that also means that it's not really taught in medical school. So again, that falls on us to help educate our doctors as well. So, you know, you might have a condition that you're dealing with that, you know, you can do some research on PubMed and find out that there have been studies that this is actually something that cannabis, you know, can help. And then you can take that information to your doctor and you can start that conversation. And so that's just, you know, these are all things that I like to share with the people owning the cannabis. Uh, the Canna Curious Women's Collective is one of the platforms that I do share this information on. And again, there's, um, I call it constitutional cannabis therapeutics, where we meet individually and really look at it from an Ayurvedic perspective, looking at the constitution, looking at the imbalance, and then finding out how cannabis can help support wherever you are, current state. And, and, and it's one of the things that I, I find absolutely fascinating too, when I learned about the endocannabinoid system and, um, and people ask me, well, does it help everything? Mm. Um, and I don't, I, I certainly haven't um, been able to dive as deeply into it as you have. So could you explain a little bit about, about how it supports that system and, you know, how it interacts with our immune response and that sort of thing? I think so, that'd be surprising. Well, the endocannabinoid system simply stated is responsible for our homeostasis is responsible for keeping us in balance and it interacts so closely with so many systems cardiovascular respiratory our our immune system like you said um, our digestive system our endocrine system <laughs> the list goes on and on and so there are these receptors within our body and our brain and throughout our body and all of our organs and, and and what's really interesting about that point is that there is what's called endocannabinoid deficiency sy syndrome and if you take a look at a lot of chronic diseases you will find that if the endocannabinoid system was toned and responsive and functioning optimally, then that chronic condition or disease wouldn't have a place to live. It would just, it wouldn't exist. And so we're looking at now kind of this endocannabinoid system deficiency as a root cause of some of these other conditions that we're looking at. So if, if there were something, I mean, a vitamin that you could take, right? 
that helped support your endocannabinoid system, knowing that it is so closely related to all of these other systems in the body, wouldn't you want to take that vitamin? Well, there is, <laughs> it's cannabis. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and, and there's the, there's the dialing in there's the, you know, maybe it's CBD for you. Maybe it's a multi-cannabinoid uh, formula that you should be taking to help support your endocannabinoid system. One question that I'd see circulating is like, oh, is there a test for endocannabinoid deficiency? Hmm. Well, are you suffering from anything? <laughs> <laughs> Let's are, do are you, take conversation. You know, then, then, then that's your test, you know. And then, have you tried supplementing your system, you know, with with cannabis? And so that's kind of the conversations that we have a lot too about, you know, well, does it help for this and does it help for that? And yeah, there's there's books and there's PubMed to go to 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 find that information. Um, but I like to be a resource for that for my clients as well. So. You know, yeah, there, there's definitely that close tie. Um, one of the things that um, came across media recently was that, you know, cannabis can help with COVID. And so when that news flash happened, I have this wonderful mentor teacher who jumped on Zoom and she's like, I'm doing a class for all of you so that I can really, um, you know, kind of decode this study so you really know what you're talking about when people ask this and it was just beautiful because she was like yeah it's not just that let's really look at what they're talking about and look at how this study was done it's promising but it's not saying what most people think it's saying <laughs> so it was really talking about some of the acidic forms of cannabinoids cbda and cbga and how they can help prevent the virus from entering our cells. So it's really about how the receptors are and this, these protective mechanisms that are, are built in. So that was really awesome and fascinating to hear about. Um, so to speak to that kind of immunity building aspect of it, absolutely. Well, and, and that brings up such an important point because we are such a soundbite society and like, oh, here's a headline yeah. that's half a half of a headline right. from a study that's pages long. Right. And this is what you can get, you know, in right. two sentences or less. And we're missing the point. So the nuance is everything. And I love that that there is this passionate um, group of practitioners, of advocates who are saying, yes, and. Yeah, yes, it can help your immunity. And here's how, you know, and, and here's right. where it applies and where it might right. not. And let's not, you know, undersell or oversell the story. So. Right. I really love that. Right. And such powerful information. And and you were saying too, like the different methods of use, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people stop at it's inhaled. Correct. You know, perhaps they're more familiar with tinctures or oils. And then in my own um, personal view, I always prefer going for the whole Oh, yes. The whole plant, the whole, the spectrum constituents, right? Not the mm -hmm. isolates and the derivatives right. because, I mean, food heals us. It's the whole food. When we start taking these parts and pieces of things, that's when our body goes out of balance because that's not how our body recognizes it. So that is absolutely true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I definitely take a full spectrum approach as well. I'm a whole plant um, advocate also. Um, anytime I'm, you know, counseling or consulting someone through their selection process, um, yeah, it's never about an isolate. 
There are places for an isolate. And I'll say the places that I see an isolate um, are for, you know, maybe children and pets. But again, you know, I'm, I'm like really specific about like where I, no, it's a, a whole plan approach uh, for me as well. And that's how my formulations are. I'm using everything and I'm, I'm you know, it's like, let's get a lot into <laughs> this tincture or this oil so that we can really, um, you know, apply as, as, as much of the, you know, cannabinoids as possible, not using anything um, that's too processed. And I also teach, you know, teaching to the client, you know, about the trip to the dispensary and what you can find at the dispensary. <laughs> and then, you know, can you trust what you find at the dispensary all the way to, you know, how about let's just eliminate that from the scenario all the way back to grow your own <laughs> and make your own. So yeah. There's no questions. Yeah. Because the source matters. And, and I think people often get hung up on the, end product or the promises that come along with the product and forget about the whole process of cultivation matters. Everything the plant has been exposed to has an impact in that end result. Definitely. Definitely. So why not love on it and sing to it while it's I, growing I, in the sunshine? Without? I have. So yard, yard farm, <laughs> um, my principles, it's, it's just what you said. There's, we chant, we sing, you know, um, trying to follow, you know, some biodynamic principles as well and you know forming that relationship early on intentionalizing the whole process you know we start with our seeds in our mouth to really you know infuse it <laughs> and then you know we, we're introducing each other <laughs> to each other you know starting there with it and this is this is my intention for this medicine mm. yeah mm. yeah That's it's so good <laughs> it's yeah. so good it's so good <laughs> It's so fun. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so like, I, I can almost hear them. I have some seeds under my fridge right now germinating and I need to check them today. So I'm so excited. Like that's later today. I get to go and see like, Oh, what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an exciting, exciting time. Yeah. Spring, spring, spring. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To spring. <laughs> And um, I know a lot of people are still concerned and we're both in California, mm -hmm. you know, um, employment, there's still tests with employment and there's concern. And so mm -hmm. the question that a lot of people, even with topical applications come with is, can CBD get me high or is this going to mm -hmm. show up on a test? And so, it could. yeah. Not, it can't get you high, but it could show up on a test. So um, CBD definitely does not have the intoxicating properties that THC does. And so, yeah, um, that's the unfortunate part about it is the drug testing. Like I can't guarantee that CBD is not gonna show, show up, you know, some traces maybe of THC might be, and depending again on how this mm -hmm. plant was spread or how this, you know, what, what, what is it? What are you using? And, you know, a cert certificate of analysis, COAs are something that you can get from a reputable dispensary. Usually you can find a, a COA of what you have um, if it's a CBD flower or whatever, whatever kind of product it is edible. Um, me again, you know, that takes me all the way back to guess what? You can get your own seeds <laughs> and you can grow your own and then you'll know what you really have. Um, but yeah, CBD does not get you high. And what I used to say is that, um, it's not, um, psychoactive, but that's not necessarily true because it is mood altering. 
I tell people that CBD takes you from here to here. Ah, <laughs> it drop their shoulders, it right? your shoulders. It, it, it creates more space. <laughs> And so, yeah, there is some mood altering effects, but it is, it is not intoxicating, but THC is. Now that's the active form, the neutral form. If you're talking about the acidic form, the raw form, THCA, that doesn't get you high either. So there's this beautiful synergy that happens with CBD. And I'm just saying CBD, there's so many other, there's hundreds of other cannabinoids, but say you have a CBD and a THC uh, combination, they work beautifully together because CBD helps THC work and THC helps CBD work. And CBD will help to mitigate the kind of the undesirable effects of THC being like that paranoia, uh, you know, kind of knocks it back a little bit so you get a more balanced effect. So that's what I like to play around with. I like to play around with the ratios, be it in a tincture or in an inhaled, um, you know, vaporizer, dry flower. Um, so, you know, there's, there's so, there's so many options. And, and again, it can really be um, customized for, for the experience that you're looking for. Yeah. And then what, what comes back to me is the, the practice of being mindful, of being aware, of tuning in to how this works for you, how it plays in with everything else that we're doing to support our well-being and balance. You know, it's part of that whole book that we're compiling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's, there's that set and setting that needs to be applied, right? You do do the check-in. Um, there's this other um, program and, and educator, <clears throat> excuse me, and I love the, the way they phrase it. It's your doing your internal, what is, how does he say it? Is it, um, I just lost it, but it's like an internal check-in. It's like yeah, the, yeah. you know, the internal landscape, you're really looking at it and you're doing this before you partake, you're checking in a little while after, and then you're really trying to see how long, and, and we're talking minimum effective dose when we're going into this therapeutics range, right? You wanna know what's the smallest amount that's going to give you the positive shift so that you're not overtaxing your endocannabinoid system. And everybody's is wired differently. So it works for someone else. Probably, you know, you can't, go with that and just say that's the protocol you want to really start your way really really small and work your way up to find you know dial dialing in to that sweet spot so that's a journey yeah which i think is something and maybe people get impatient maybe that's yeah. why people you know dabble in complementary modalities they're probably calling them alternative yeah and then end up you know going back to relying on what the doctor says, right, you know, um, right. because we are a society of looking for the quick fix. Just mm -hmm. tell me what I'm supposed to do. Right. It's and, and stepping back into that perspective of curiosity and being open and aware, that's an important muscle that we need to be building again. Yes. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's we're, such we're a, so, yeah. We, we want that instant fix. We want, we want to take, we want to take a pill. Like I said, like if there was a vitamin that you could, you know, like we want to just, we want that one, one thing to do. We don't want to put the time in. We don't, where we don't think we have the time for it, but 
when you make the time for it. And then, you know, that, yeah, put it into practice and you can get some beautiful effects. Yeah, that's an investment that's truly, truly, I mean, pays off over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. To know ourselves that intimately and deeply. That's, that's what Ayurveda is about. It's about learning who you really are and honoring that. And I love that, as you pointed out, too, that yoga supports the mind and Ayurveda supports the body. And then we've got that balance, too, you know, that truly yes. holistic approach. And people are recognizing the values of yoga, still trying to pin it as a physical panacea. Like you said, oh, it's yeah. good for pain relief. It's good for yeah. stress reduction. We try to pigeonhole and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I always tell people, and I, you know, being an Ayurvedic yoga therapist is, is different than being a yoga teacher. Um, and it's again, individual work, working one-on-one -on -one with someone. Um, and, you know, I, I would say, I don't knock how you, how, how yoga came into your life. It's different for everybody, but then, you know, what relationship do you have with yoga over time as you really apply the practice? And, it, and it's, it's not about what it looks like. <laughs> it's about how it supports you. Yeah, thank you for that. That's super important. We do get hung up in this, you know, social media and Instagram world. We're like, oh, but I don't look like that. That's right. not for me. Right, right. That's yeah. true. It's That's about true. that check in yeah. and that awareness and presence and coming back to it. That's why it's a practice. That's why it's a practice. That is why it's a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, oh I've really enjoyed this exploration. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful that oh, we've absolutely. been connected. Is there anything else, um, any ideas that have come up with everything else that we've talked about or anything that you want to make sure to share before we go? I, you know, my, my biggest message is really to put the work in and take the time, take the time for yourself. And again, no one else can do it, but you, <laughs> no one else can. And, you know, if even, even if it's just that taking one thing at a time, and that's really the approach, it's not about trying to do all of the things all of the time. There's a time and place for a lot of practices. You know, that's kind of where we package that into the cleanses and you know, those, those set practices. But every day is different. And if we are really living an Ayurvedic lifestyle, then that means that we're in tuned with nature. So I really encourage being in nature, being outside, whatever that means for you, wherever you are in the world, but really being outside and, and noticing, noticing what's going on around you because that's the same thing that's going on inside. Hmm. That's so powerful. And I love to ask people, you know, what, what do they do to come back to balance? What's their favorite practice when stress starts mounting? And I feel like that could be like everything we just talked about. <laughs> right, right. A little bit of a breath. I'm, I'm always going to, my, my answer will always be the breath mm -hmm. and taking that mindful breath. Like even now after talking, you know, we've not been breathing completely right? We're not letting the diaphragm move the way it should. So whenever is, you know, whenever you can just 
think to do it. And that, that might be if you're standing at your kitchen sink for me. And I always say that one because for some reason, when I'm at my kitchen sink, it's like a meditation to me. And that's when I kind of go like, okay, when was the last time you had a full diaphragmatic, complete breath? And I get on my mat every single day. So I breathe, I do that, but that's in the morning. And then there's a whole day <laughs> ahead of me. And I could be stuck on the computer maybe at some period of time, you know, maybe. But like, when was the last time you gave yourself that replenishing, cleansing breath? So it's always for me going to yeah. be coming back to the breath. It starts and ends there. It does. Beautiful. And I love that we got the birds singing. You talked about nature and we've got them singing over They're your singing. shoulder. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you i'm so grateful to be connected i'm excited about what is launching with herb farm and all of these marvelous explorations so thank we'll you. see what what comes up definitely thank you for having me it's been a treat have a wonderful day take good care thank you thank you for tuning in today Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining. <laughs>